Welcome to the Adoption Today podcast. I'm Carrie Wilds. I'm Karen Lear. We do real talk on adoption and this journey called parenting. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. We have a great topic for you today. We're going to be talking about embryo adoption. It's something that you might have heard of but not be exactly sure what it is and how it works. And our guest today is currently pregnant thanks to embryo adoption. So welcome, Lee. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) I'm super excited about this because I had never heard of this at all. And I think it's so cool and interesting and another way that you can have a family. So I am really excited to hear the story. (laughs) Dive into that. So what, um, well, you could tell us a little bit about yourself if you'd like to. Sure, sure. Um, so I've been married for about three and a half years, and my husband is a little bit older. He's in his early 50s. He's got um, two kids from his previous marriage, and he and I got married, and uh, I wanted a kid, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so... That didn't go exactly as planned. Um, We had started, uh, well, first of all, my husband had a vasectomy and then had to have that reversed, and that worked. So, or we were told he was not shooting blanks, so that was good. (laughs) It can be done. (laughs) And I thought, thought, this is a slam dunk, really. I mean, how difficult is this going to be? Uh, And it proved to be very difficult. Um, So we had done the whole all natural route for, I want to say, three to four months. And then I began, I kind of had a gut feeling that something was wrong. I didn't know exactly what, but I had a feeling that something wasn't right. Um, So we had sought out a fertility specialist in the Tampa Bay area and... We were both fine. Nothing was wrong with him. Nothing was wrong with me. So we started the uh, Clomid, also known as Fermera, process. Also known as the drug from hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Headaches like you would never oh. believe. Um, <clears throat> so we had done several rounds of that and nothing. So then we decided that, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and try an IUI. So that's basically... Uh, artificial insemination where they shoot up my husband's sperm in through my cervix. <laughs> it's it's not as enjoyable as the real thing. <laughs> also known as the that. turkey baster. Right. Yes. It's about as romantic as it sounds. <laughs> yes. It's like the speculum, the whole nine, it's like, oh, Ooh. come on. Um, so we had done in total six IUIs um, and on the third IUI, it actually worked. Um, I got pregnant and I was thrilled, of course. Um, I thought, this is it, everything, we're good, we're done. This is over. Well, unfortunately, uh, that pregnancy ended right before six weeks in what they call a chemical pregnancy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is such a mind blankety blank. Yeah. Uh, then we went to the next step of like, all right, screw this. We're done with the eyes, these turkey baster stuff. We're done. Let's go to the full, full force. Right. We're going to IVF. 
this is going to work. Like, why wouldn't this work? Yeah. This is a yeah, slam dunk. Yeah, of course. It's supposed to. You're both healthy. Everything's good. I was yeah. like, all right. I'm not a big fan of shots or needles or all that, but I didn't care. The passion and the want yeah. was there. It's crazy what you'll... I was ready what to do whatever. normal becomes. Right, right. <laughs> so we started the... So you have to do birth control and to like shut down your system and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then you start... Um, several medications to basically get your ovaries producing Mm -hmm. as many eggs as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think the biggest thing that I had no idea was that I went into IVF thinking, this is going to work. Why wouldn't this work? This is a slam dunk. IVF will work. It'll bring me my baby and we will be done. But the unfortunate part is, is that IVF does not work for everybody. Um, I can think of many couples that it didn't work for. And I think that that is just a big misconception is that people go into in vitro thinking this is going to work. I'm going to have a baby and we're going to be happy and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case. So um, especially for us, <laughs> our first IVF cycle bombed hard (laughs) we uh retrieved i don't remember the numbers like nine eggs blah 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 eight fertilized blah 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 and then so then they do this thing where they uh extract some cells from these embryos that have already been fertilized and send them off to some lab in some state and test them to see if the embryos are genetically normal. Mm-hmm. And so we had sent three of ours off, and all of them were considered abnormal. So none of them would have produced a child. Mm-hmm. None of them. And that probably was the lowest point in the journey thus far. Yeah. I had been very... Hopeful. Hopeful and enthusiastic and gung-ho about the whole thing. And then when you get a call and at 35 years old, hey, um, none of your eggs, none of, basically your eggs are normal um, because they were able to determine that the abnormalities were coming from the female side, not my husband's side. So that was, it made it worse because I felt like it was it was me. I was the one who was the problem. Uh so they're kind so, of like pre-testing to yeah. tell you if it's right. going to work or not. That's one of the right. benefits of IVF is if there is an issue, that's they can pull it out and say, oh, this is why it isn't working. Right. So that's why some people end up stopping because they know right. more. Because uh, they can look uh, at it closer. And they can tell uh, through that PGS testing, it's called, if the child is going to have spina bifida right. or Down syndrome. Um, there's a plethora of different... Um, illnesses or diagnosis diagnoses Mm -hmm. that a child may have um it just mine was missing a chromosome that never would have been a child so that was pretty devastating and so then the question is where do you go from here so we've already blew through $25,000 in a matter of six weeks. Yeah, and you don't get any of that. No, no. you don't. No. And and I can tell you that insurance sucks. There is no 
hardly any insurance that you're going to get back or that's going to cover anything, mm-hmm. which I think is a crime in the United States that they don't look at it as, you know, a real medical need. Right. But mm-hmm. yet there's other illnesses that insurance pays for that I'm thinking, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then we're at this crossroads. So... We don't know what to do, really. Um, we're heartbroken. We're devastated. We're seriously in debt. <laughs> uh, so, you know, then we decide, okay, let's let's go and do foster care. So, which is what I did before I met my husband. I was a foster parent really? um, in Hillsborough County. Mm-hmm. How long did you do that? Um, I... Let's see. I got my first placement two weeks after I met my husband. So our dating oh, life oh my was around a foster child. Wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. So a lot of our dates included an infant that wasn't ours, nor did the child look anything like us. Um, well, how did so, he react to that? Because just starting to date someone, you're like, whoa. You know, like, I, I think that's what kind of made me realize, okay, this guy's a, the real deal, you know? Um, <clears throat> but it, it's it was, you kind of got to know somebody really fast yeah. and, and their morale and right. the way they feel about family and instead of that surface level stuff mm-hmm. that you get when you just start dating somebody. Plus it's kind it's of like, like a test drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember dating him for like three weeks and I was like, Hey, can you change his diaper? And I'm like, I just asked him to change this kid's diaper. That's not even his. Yeah. It's like, or yours. Yeah. Or mine. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I think that that was, so like I said, our pre- predominantly most of our dating life was around, a foster baby and so we decided to go through foster care again in hopes to adopt through foster care mm-hmm. and um while we were going through the classes because we were in a different county now um I do I have a little side business with kids on the side um helping kids with uh <clears throat> different things and so I had run into a couple that had um, a set of twins through IVF. And this couple also went to the same clinic that my husband and I went to and also saw the same exact reproductive doctor that my husband and I saw as well. And so I would say Christmas of 2017, I got a call from these twins mom out of the blue saying hey uh, I don't want to be disrespectful or step on your toes or you know hurt your feelings but my husband and I have these four embryos on ice they call it that we're not going to use we've got four-year-old twins that we're done we're done Almost four, almost uh, twins that are that age. Yeah, so that could definitely yeah. put you over the edge, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Are you done? Like, no, no. She's like, we are done. Done, done, done. And so I, she said, I wanted to donate them to someone. And my husband and I have wow. had many conversations about this. And, and we would like to donate our four 
remaining embryos to you and your husband. Like, what a Christmas gift, right? <clears throat> right. And, I, and I'm sitting at work, and I begin to, like, cry. And everybody's looking at me like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> like, it just <sighs> relief, maybe, it was, it was the word, of direction. Yeah. Like, we had a plan. Mm-hmm. There was the next step had revealed itself. So, um, so then we began that journey of, okay, well, how do we make these four itty bitty microscopic things ours? Had you heard of that at that point? Or was that the first you'd ever considered? I mean, had you thought about maybe trying someone else's embryo or no? We had thought about doing, um, like a donor egg. Uh Um, but I, both my husband and I were not on board with that because we didn't want to have any sort of uh, resentment or animosity in our marriage of, well, it's your kid uh-huh. right, and but not, not mine, mine. Uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a different I dynamic. wanted, right. And yeah. I wanted it to be an even, even playing field for both of us. Right. And so, so the difference is if you do a donor egg, it's yeah. the egg from another Some, woman mm-hmm. that's not but, fertilized. But if you do an embryo, it's mm-hmm. fertilized by mm-hmm. those both right. mother and father already. So these embryos that we um, eventually adopted were already embryos. They had already fertilized mm-hmm. from the donor mother and the donor father. Mm-hmm. So it was the sperm and egg had already fertilized and made an embryo that were not genetically my husband and I. So whereas a donor egg is another woman's egg with my husband's sperm. Right. So I wasn't too keen on that mm-hmm. yeah no definitely. not to mention donor uh eggs are outrageously Pricey. expensive yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's something that um could be a, a good thing for somebody that might be listening about that could be in the same boat that i was in is that donor adoption is is free it is not something that you have to go and purchase the embryos it really? is illegal to purchase embryos. You cannot purchase or buy or bribe or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is, um, embryos, but you can buy eggs. eggs. Hmm. So fascinating. It is. And we were talking before we we started, Mm -hmm. you and I were, and you were saying that in the state of Florida, an embryo Mm -hmm. is considered property. property. Mm -hmm. It's not considered a life it's considered property. Mm-hmm. So you're you're exchanging think of it like a car. You know, you're you have to go through the legal legality of uh, a lawyer to right. write up paperwork and so, say consent of the purchase. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that part so, is all still paid for, much like an adoption would be the lawyer part. You you do have to pay for the lawyer right. part. Um there are some fees that the typically the. Sorry, my doctor. No, it oh. happens every time. <laughs> okay, Sorry, okay. it wasn't you. I was, I was just like, laughing because like there goes that extra. We're good enough. Every time. So there, like I said, there are some fees that typically the um, the receiving parents pay for, okay. which I can talk about. Um, but it's I can tell you it's very minimal compared to a traditional adoption or like I said, the donor egg. Mm -hmm. So how did you figure out, so then you're, you have this great opportunity. So then how do you move forward with figuring out 
how to make it legal mm-hmm. and to then move forward with actually doing it and that right. kind of thing. So they have um, kind of like a coordinator at different fertility clinics that they call like the special services. So that would be people that are same sex uh, couples or just kind of a different scenario of your typical mm-hmm. IVF. So I had called the office and asked to speak to this woman, and I said, hey, here's the deal. I've got a couple that wants to give me, or donate, I should say, their four remaining embryos that are already there in your lab. Same doctor, same lab. There would be no transferring of moving or anything. What do I have to do? So she gives me this list of all the stuff I had to do, which took about... A month, six weeks to get all that stuff completed before we could start the process. Um, <clears throat> but it just kind of all fell in the, into place. What was your husband's reaction when you came home that day? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I know. Phone call. I mean, we, I remember it very clearly. I I said, you know, oh, it was Christmas break, and I was off for two weeks after that, and or during that Christmas time. And I was like, hey, by the way, I got a call uh, from uh, the donor's mom. Uh, what would you think about taking their embryos? Their what? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yep. what, do you, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, like we would, have, we would have our own kid and I would be pregnant. And then, but it wouldn't be genetically ours. And he was just kind of like, what are you even talking about? Like, <laughs> So he had to kind of warm up to that for like a week. Because it is adoption. So you guys really weren't, I mean, you were adopting, Mm -hmm. but yet now you're going to be pregnant and adopting. At the same time. Right. So, I mean, he, every day it was like a little question of, well, what are we going to tell the kid? Or what about the donor siblings? There was all these little questions and I just tell them, like, we'll figure it out. Like, mm. we don't really need to think about those things. Let's just do it. But <laughs> See, that's, I, that's how I am, too. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Just and then we'll figure right that here. out later. Yeah. We'll figure that yeah. out later. I was like, just sign the paper. You know, I was kidding. Uh, but I also knew that in his heart of hearts, he wanted another child. Mm-hmm. So I think that he was okay with it. He just, it was so different. Sure. Like, it's so different and unique situation that there's just, of course, you're going to come up with a ton of questions. Yeah. I think you have to work through all of that in any right. situation, mm-hmm. whether it's foster care and you got, here's the placement, mm-hmm. okay, here's our concerns or issues or whatever, or just a regular adoption and internet, like I say regular, domestic adoption, international adoption. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be stumbling blocks. What do we tell about this? Mm-hmm. How do we approach that? So, Yeah. That's, yeah. Meanwhile, we were still going through foster care classes. So okay. we were still on that road of okay. let's adopt. Yeah. And I so, love this too because you guys are doing like everything. Like you're right. like, yeah. we're, tr- we're doing the whole gamut. We, we had eggs in every basket. Okay. Yeah. Like every basket. We had one here, one here, you know. I mean, there was things you guys wouldn't even believe that we thought about. Like <laughs> crazy. Like those, those one in the morning. Mm-hmm mind things that you get in the middle of the night and you're like is that crazy <laughs> in the morning you're like yes actually <laughs> then you look at your notepad in the morning and you wrote it down you're like okay no crumble it up <laughs> crumble it up and throw it away well and I love this too because that's it's the concept of like 
if you are doing IVF and you know, mm-hmm. like that family, they have their twins and they're, they have four remaining embryos. Right. Like what do you do with them if you don't? Right. Right. And, and people will, I've heard of people that have had their remaining embryos on ice for 10, 15 umpteen years yeah. because they don't want to destroy their embryos. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they don't know what to do mm-hmm. with them. Right. Because nobody ever talks about no. that. Like no. I've never heard that no. be talked about before. Right. And there has to be millions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you, there is millions of frozen wow. embryos mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. And how much Just, would you say it costs to, for each year to like it, keep them? Right. Because you're keeping them. And it doesn't matter how many you have. You could have 20. You could have one and it's still the same it's about 600 to 800 a year you're kidding really? just to keep these little mm-hmm. just it's a literally like a tube yeah with like a straw think of a half a straw and your embryos are in there so it's 800 dollars just to keep that little straw in the freezer yeah huh. and that's it yeah it, it's it's not like you have to check up on them or anything they're frozen right you yeah. know you got it in the freezer you're good involved. Yeah. you know no. you, yeah huh so i <sighs> I just think that there's so many couples that are struggling with infertility and are just desperate to have a mm-hmm. child that you could be that couple that could be just their angels, you know. Yeah, yes, totally. And just like us, what we found. And how did yeah. you find that um, the organization that we were talking about? Um, we didn't go through that organization because mm-hmm. I knew our donors. Um But I had done a little research about the general process and I stumbled upon what's called Nightlight. So I believe they're based out of Nashville. Um, And so I believe it's also a Catholic organization that stores all of these embryos. Like think of freezer after freezer after freezer. (laughs) Just how many kids are in here? How many kids are, (laughs) you know, I I just, you can visualize that. But it's not just, you know, Nightlight, but there's also different places in every state that has, a database of embryos. So, so if you think about it, like if you're going to be inseminated with a unknown donor, where you flip through the book, right. you're, you're like, oh, he went to Harvard. <laughs> that sounds good. Or you know, and they give you a list of different things like their education, their height, their weight, their uh, any sort of health issues. So you really have a choice in the matter mm-hmm. if you do go that route. Hmm. But there is quite a wait list for ah. that. Mm-hmm. So because you knew your donors, yes. then did they, I guess, what other information besides what you just said, mm-hmm. like the, the kind of like their health, their um, mm-hmm. backgrounds, whatever, mm-hmm. was there anything else? Like did they do any genetic testing that you were happy they did or was there anything else special? They um, were both younger than myself of 35 <laughs> they had done the IVF process at 27 okay. so with fertility when you freeze your embryos the clock stops so you don't get older your your embryos stay that age that you retrieved or that they were fertilized so these were 27 year old mm-hmm. embryos which is like a pretty good age yeah like perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. like woo yeah um, woo yeah <laughs> So they did not do the genetic testing, which is the PGS. Mm -hmm. They kind of recommend that for women that are older like myself, (laughs) 35 and up. Uh, So 
and not only that, but they had twins right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like, why would I thaw these four embryos out to have them messed with, uh-huh. only to have them refrozen and then defrosted again oh, wow, to be transferred? Good. It's just a lot. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like you're dealing with a piece of chicken. Sure. Right. You yeah. know? Which you're not supposed to Probably be freezing. Either, by the right. way. Right. I know. No, no salmonella. Yes. Right. But I just, and then the thought of losing them, like if right. they had died. Oh, I was right. like, I can't do well, this. Because you felt responsibility then. Because yes. Like, yeah, like, right. I owned these little right. things in a straw, you right. know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so wow. we did not do I genetic see. testing okay. with that. Uh, one because they're age and two because they had already had yeah, twins. Successful pregnancies. First time, yeah. the first transfer that they did, they had these twins. So we did not. Um, so then, you know, we get down to. Did you want me to go into the the process? Yeah, that? like if yeah. you. So then you guys are at the point where you're like, we're doing this. Oh right. So I want to have just, all um, the paperwork done. So you have to do what they could like FDA testing. So the donors have to go in for like some blood work and an exam, which is super easy. Again, uh, the receiving couple pays for that, which that was is, about $1,200. And that's to determine? To make sure that they don't have any um, uh, sexually transmitted diseases or basically to make sure that the donors are in good health. Okay. Even though they <clears throat> had done this years right. ago. Okay. I think that's just part of the FDA does makes you do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So once they passed that, um, then we had to do uh, a four-hour psychological exam with the four of us. So my husband and I would go as a pair and be psychologically figured out, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And then they, the donor couple, had to do their own separate. And then we had to come together as as four to kind of work through what this was going to look like Mm -hmm. to make sure that we were mentally ready for what could be yeah essentially I think that's really interesting that they had you I'm glad that they did because um the one thing that we discovered was that the donor mom carries the BRCA gene so we wanted to make sure that everything was out in the open that I knew because I'm carrying a girl you know Mm -hmm. she's more susceptible to having that gene as well. So the what kind is of that too, what is that? The BRCA gene, you're uh it's for breast cancer. Uh, you're more susceptible to okay. breast cancer. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they go over things like when is a good time to tell your child and the donor siblings or how are you going to do that or how do you feel different situational things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it was it was bizarre, but I'm glad that we did it because everything was laid out. Mm-hmm. There was no question of, mm-hmm. well, are they going to say something? Should we say mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. Do how do we act when we see them in public? You know, mm-hmm. those are the things that you you have to do. Like the guidelines, yeah, like a like a plan of action, right. sort of. Mm-hmm. So, which was great. And then um, the legal process um, was, I think, about fourteen hundred dollars, which was very minuscule, and that was quick. Here's. Here's these four embryos. Do you donate them? Yes, you do. Okay, great. Sign this paper. You're done. And then they're done. The donors are done. They're out of it. They are now officially our little things in a straw. So, 
So then you start the process of just like anybody else with right. IVF, IVF yeah. because now they're embryos, right. and you so just, you pick it up from that mm-hmm. part of it. Then. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so how did it feel? So how many did you implant? We ended up adopting four, okay. um, and we did one transfer that didn't work, and then the second one didn't work, and then we had two. So you know, then did, we're left with two. How did they? How did you feel when they were like? pregnant like was that the next phone call well then we had to well the transfers you have to Mm -hmm. because they didn't want us to transfer more than one because of twins a twin situation right and I don't know what it is but they're now getting to the habit of not transferring more than one embryo because Hmm. they don't want people to have twins now it's apparently dangerous for the mother and anyway they just I guess there's too many twins out there. I don't know. know. So that's why they had recommended just do one, and then that one didn't work, and then do another one, that one didn't work. So then we're left with two. And I was scared out of my mind because here we are again. Yeah. Like, like, we have four. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and so then you have to make the choice of do you do one or two? Do Mm -hmm. Do you do one? Or do you just, because they let me decide at the end, you know, oh, okay. because we had done so many transfers. And they're $4,200 a pop. Oh, wow. Yes. They're not cheap. So that's yes. each transfer that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not to mention the medication. I was going to say, and the prep work for you. That's where you have all the needles and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, those are the, those are the um, intermuscular shots yeah, of progesterone that goes right in your butt. Yeah. It's Every not night, fun. Right? Every night for yeah. like 10 weeks. It's like... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so then the last transfer... I just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just can't worry myself to death like I did the first two transfers. And I just let it go. Just what will be, will be. I mean, I remember having some sips of wine. Don't judge me. Like, I just can't, you know. And I, in the first two transfers, I had tested early. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm looking at a magnifying glass, like, do I see two lines? Like, crazy person. But the third time around, I didn't test until like seven days after the transfer. Wow. And I had come home from work. I had a horrible, horrible day. And I was like, well, if I'm going to make it even worse, I'm going to just do it now. Like, I'm just going to do it. All of it. So I was like, rip that thing open. I was like, let me just pee on this. I did it at night, even though they tell you you're supposed to do it in the morning, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So I peed on that thing and I walked away. I walked away. Usually I'm like, (sighs) breathing (laughs) on it, like, come on, you know. And I came back probably about two minutes later and there was two lines. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I mean, I definitely said, like, screamed, holy shit, like, <laughs> louder than probably, and my husband is, he works from home, was in his office, and he was like, because he knew I was going to oh, do okay. it, and he was like, he's like, it didn't work, did it, I was like, <laughs> I started crying, like, of relief, and yeah. just like, oh, we finally, I know what two lines looks like now, yeah. this is oh. awesome, so... That was, uh, I think, the early early September that we had taken the test. So wow. Yeah. So then you go to the doctor. <clears throat> yes. So I was having some um, really intense cramping, um, just like about six weeks, 
And I was like, oh my God, like this is not good. Like I was afraid. Sure. Very afraid um, that I was losing this child. So I get there at my reproductive clinic and they're like, you're good. You're good. And she said, do you want to see? And I said, yes, girl, what are you talking about? (laughs) So she turned the screen around and there was two heartbeats. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I just lost it. (laughs) I mean, it was just a surreal moment. It was just... And I wasn't drinking enough water was the reason why oh. I was having cramping. Ah. So, yeah, note to self, drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. And unfortunately, at nine weeks, we went in for our third ultrasound, and one of them did not have a heartbeat. So we had lost one of the twins. Yeah. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Were you? Did that make you more anxious for the other one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I imagine that because you're just like, oh no, not again. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, I, I. I had read statistics saying that you know once you see a heartbeat, your chances of miscarriage mm-hmm. are very slim, and so I didn't understand why that happened, but apparently it's really common with twins. So. Oh. And now you're at 35 weeks. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm 35 weeks with the girl. So, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, so mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a journey, too. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Very that's... much so. But I, I've had knock on wood a very easy pregnancy. My mom's like, you're like the, the best pregnant person ever. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously the advantage for you of the embryo adoption mm-hmm. is you didn't really have another option no. as far as being pregnant was mm-hmm. going, except for the donor egg. So you mm-hmm. just thought that would be a better fit, and it seems to have been a Well, and it just all seemed sense. to, like, have worked out mm-hmm. to be what was meant to be with that phone call. That's how those things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always, I, like, right. a little God wink or a nudge or something, and all of a sudden, like you said, your path becomes clear. And it's I like, mean, it was oh. easy. I mean, everything was just, oh, and this mm-hmm. happened. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't easy. You went through Not a lot, easy, but, but what I... Yeah. There was never, like, oh, we couldn't do... The, this wasn't working, or... We hit a roadblock. It was just a step and a step yeah. and, a, and then just kept, just kept going, you know. But I, my desire was that I really wanted to have the chance to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so this embryo adoption option was what exactly what I was supposed to, yeah. to, to happen, yeah. really. Because yeah. um, I really wanted to experience pregnancy. How excited were your, your Except friends? Except for the weight gain. <laughs> <laughs> How excited were your friends, the donors, when you when they found out? They were, first of all, they're incredible people. Um, I can't imagine giving away, I shouldn't say give away, but donating my possible children mm-hmm. to somebody else, mm-hmm. especially we live near each other. But they have been just incredible very happy for us and they you know they give us as much support as we want or as little as we want you know and and we couldn't ask for anything more really so yeah well I think this is so cool because we can educate people who may never yeah meet somebody that has done that and Mm -hmm. know that it's an opportunity that they could maybe 
do right also right she our donors did not want to destroy their remaining embryos Mm -hmm. that was like their big thing they Mm -hmm. didn't want to destroy them and they didn't want to keep paying for Mm -hmm. the freezer fee i get it they're not going to do anything so you know and, and she's like i just think it would be incredible to have these embryos live down yeah. the street from us. <laughs> I was like, okay. You're like, perfect. Uh, but you know, there's there's different things. I mean, there's you're, you can have a known donor mm-hmm. like we have or an anonymous donor where you have no idea where your donor uh, embryos came from. Mm-hmm. Out of state, out of, you know, some people I know have gone out of country oh. for embryos. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's so many options but the wait list is just, it's tough. It's it, like a year to two years just wow. to get embryos. And I just don't so think... It's interesting right. so, you know that there's so many. Same with like adoption mm-hmm. and like foster care. Same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, but there's so I think many. because people like, have a hard time letting that go though. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, they feel yeah. like, oh, but this is my biological connection here. And so I... And I, it's weird though, right. because then the other option is, like you said, well, then it's just going to be destroyed and nothing's going to happen right. to it. So For our donor, she wanted to know where they were going. Yes. And I wanted to know that. where they would be. Whereas mm-hmm. some women or couples that donate want to donate, but they don't want to know anything else. Yes. They don't want to know where they go. Yes. And I, I get both sides. Mm-hmm. I totally right. get both sides. It's like right. kind of like an open adoption versus a closed adoption. Yeah, totally. It, yeah. Well, because that child is a full sibling to it, their full genetic children. sibling. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's the mom and the dad. Yeah. So. And, and and I was telling you guys a little bit earlier is that you know I can see what my daughter is going to look like mm-hmm. because these twins who are wild. I can tell you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, please end up like the boy, please. The girl is so crazy. That I can see what they're going to look like or what she's going to look like because, you know, I, I stalk her Facebook page and I look would. at the pictures. I'm like, oh, so this is what they look like in totally 10 weeks would. or yeah. at the second yeah. birthday, you know. And it's just, it's, it's just a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different, but it's really... It's it's a cool thing. I think yeah. the cool thing was you were open to that, and she was open yes. to you guys having them. Mm-hmm. So it takes both sides, mm-hmm. just like with an adoption sometimes, and being of just saying, what's out there? Like, how can we, like you said, I've got eggs in every basket. Right. Like, how can we do this? And I think that my husband and I feel so blessed that we were chosen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, to be. It's a huge honor. I mean, just... I, I I have no words because it's it's yeah I I just can't believe that she chose us you know where she could have just donated them somewhere else or to just some yeah. random person but yeah which to, is what all like all adoptions yeah. it's like especially when it's private adoption yes. and that person is is give they're giving you something mm-hmm. that you aren't doing on your mm-hmm. own you know it's like such. You can't even put into words what no. kind of like gift it is. No. Yeah, it's not like a car. No, it's it's, it's not property. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a life, a potential, and I think that you know when our transfers, our first few transfers didn't work. I think she was just as heartbroken as I was. You know, wondering mm-hmm. herself, why didn't 
these embryos that we had donated to you work. They work yeah. for us. Why yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what she would say. I, I don't understand why they're not working for you. I really want it, you know, I want them to work. And I was like, girl, I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah. You're like, here's the last one. Yeah. So, so since you've been, so you've been, are you a stepmom, foster mom? Yes. <laughs> Lots yes. of, all the different mm-hmm. types of mom, like, and a teacher. Yes. yes, and a teacher as well. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to most with this experience? Because it's totally different than the other experiences that you've had as being a mom. I just think that there's more ways to be a mom than just typical, traditional. You get knocked up <laughs> the way that you know people have been for centuries. Mm-hmm. That... You, there's other ways to be a mom and and you're a mom no matter what whether you traditional adoption stepmom embryo adoption whatever it is you know I, every woman has that right and deserves to be a mom if she wants to yeah. mm-hmm. so and i'm looking forward to being an advocate for embryo adoption and and uh, getting the awareness out there and and letting women know or couples know that it is it exists yeah. and that it's within your grasp. You just have to you just have to put your head down and get to work with it, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 look into different op- or different places that have these embryos or yeah. that you can donate to. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's for, for the other people on the other and, side. It and isn't, it's free. Right. All you have to do is say, I'd like to donate these embryos. Yeah. And you sign a paper and you're done. Yeah. I and mean, you can it, change someone's life. And you, yes. You, yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love for you guys too. With this, it's like <clears throat> you didn't have to try. You just had to say yes. Mm-hmm. And then you had to keep saying mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And it works. It's like foster care. Yeah. Are you going to take this place? Well, all right. Come <laughs> on. Come on. And then you do. And you have yes. lots of experience with babies yes. already. So you we do. Like run the we do. How many placements have you guys had overall? Um, together or like... Well, overall. Yeah, overall. Mm, not many. Like eight. Oh, that's not, not a many. lot. That's <laughs> a lot. That's yeah. A lot and they've all been newborns. Okay. They've all been babies. Mm-hmm. So, which is heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. It's so cute. It's yeah. Sweet. And you said you guys are probably going to foster again, too. We are Eventually. in hopes of... My husband wants a boy, even though he already has two, I told him. <laughs> um, so we would love to adopt through foster care. We we both have the heart for fostering. And, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's so many kids out there. Yeah. So I'm going to put a plug in for foster care, too. Yes, please yeah. do. <laughs> you are needed so, so, so bad. Yeah. So bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have to check back in. After yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So exciting. Yeah. yeah it, it's fun. It, well, we just went for a ultrasound last week, and she's got hair that is uh-huh. about two inches long. <laughs> you can see hair on oh the ultrasound gosh, now, so and it like it like waves in the water. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Funny. It's crazy how those. Isn't it? Yeah. I was like, she's gonna look so good in her bows. <laughs> You're like, go shopping for the hair. Oh now. my gosh, she's got, I mean, I think people, our community of support that we have just have known that my husband and I have been trying for three years. I mean, yeah. I'm, I have five baby showers. Oh yes. Like wow. that, is, that is outrageous. That's amazing. Yeah. It, so you're set is what so you're you set. have. Everything, everything that you need. Clothes, you're good. 
And my husband will go in her room and be like, what does this even do? I'm like, I don't know. Did you read it? Did you read it? Like, does it blast her off to space or what? I don't Aww. know. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing sure. everything. Because I think, like, like you said, you just need to let people know about it. And the mm-hmm. more we put it out there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we'll definitely put the links to resources mm-hmm. where people can mm-hmm. take or a look more. at different organizations and mm-hmm. such as well. So. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Thanks for joining sure, us. Sure. We'll check back in, like yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've caught up, you know, on Hopefully not tomorrow. When she, yeah. No early labor. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Well, thank you guys for listening. Until yep. next time. See you later. Bye.